Greetings and salutations, and welcome to Recasted, the podcast that won't give you all the answers. However, you did get the questions last week, mm -hmm. so you better know it. Uh, on this show, for this month, it's all about films depicting real-life stories, which makes it extra challenging as we are not only recasting the actors, but also actual people who True. look like them. Well, so, you do that. I don't do that. I try. <laughs> With us is the man who hosts the show, brought to you by our sponsor, the Canuck Comic Guy Store. Come check them out. When they're open, <laughs> they're not opened. It's Hassa. Hello. And for his 47th appearance on the episode in a row, it's myself, Chris. That's it? That's only 47? Yeah, because I was sick. I had to actually go back and count how many, because there was the one episode I wasn't here. Oh, that's true, man. So game shows have always been a source of entertainment, unlike our podcast, and have a long-standing history in the television industry. Unlike our podcast. <laughs> but like the modern reality TV, they weren't always as truthful as they seem. Because let's be honest, reality TV is not reality. No. So, we are going to pick apart what's truth and what's not as we recast Quiz Show. So that was one of the things that I really thought about when we were watching this movie. is <laughs> the fact that, like, we know today that our reality shows are completely fixed. Yes. And it doesn't bother anybody. But even some of our game, like Survivor is no longer, like when it first came out, it kind of was like that. Mm -hmm. Like it was, oh, we stuck them out and these people would get ridiculously thin. Yeah. And they would get like just, but now you look at them and they're like, eh, but they're not left on an island by themselves. No. Like they're literally a resort, like a mile away. Goddamn Survivor. <laughs> yeah. I, I still think some shows like, obviously like, Jeopardy, which is kind of what this turned into, or the Jeopardy came from stuff like this. Like, those are hopefully not fixed and hopefully real, though we have had a, quite a few people do very long runs on that show. But there so. are people out there, which they kind of made um, Stemple sound like, that can recall, like, all that knowledge mm -hmm. and will know certain things just because they've been well, reading they're, them they're in Dorn books. Is like that, too. Yeah, like, right. um, not, what was, what is it that Sheldon had on Big Bang Theory? Oh, and I some don't people think they classified Sheldon. No, but he has that, um... Asperger's? Not Asperger's, not... Autism? That, no. He has that ability to recall. Photographic memory? Yeah. Okay. The, there's an actual scientific term. Eidetic. Eidetic memory. Yeah, because there's, there's different versions of eidetic memory. There's, like, things mm -hmm. you, that you see or things you read... That um, you can recall. Yeah, you can recall, yeah. Right? And that's kind of... But there are people like that. And yeah. Like, they just go out and, yeah, on these trivia shows and game shows, like, you can go on massive runs. Oh, yeah. It is one of the things, and I will bring it up again when I go through my uh, fun facts, but it is one of the things they talked about how because of these scandals that occurred in the 50s, 60s, I guess, 50s, 60s, a lot of those trivia shows just became more about puzzles it's like mm -hmm. wheel of fortune and and how you get those shows now where mm -hmm. instead of uh, like trying to beat each other at trivia right because yeah, like the only like real trivia one that at least that i know of is jeopardy mm, who wants to be a millionaire is that quest yeah true but it's not but trivia where you need to answer the question no, you, you have the questions you have to choose which one's right yeah right so they did change it but it's still a trivia style mm -hmm. show and they did have a cheating scandal on that one. Yeah. The person who was coughing. coughing. Yeah. So <laughs> I almost thought about redoing this, 
into that. Yeah. Um, because, let's be honest with this, this is, was a live event. There were mm. actual people. These were the actual people. Um, Stemple, yeah. um, Charles Van Doren, Van Doren um, Dan Enright, and Albert Friedman, mm. and even Jack Barry. Um, I don't know. Uh, Dick Goodwin was, or Richard Goodwin as well. But these are all actual people, yeah. and this is an actual story. And, like taking this movie and recasting it as like do i keep it in this same era or do we try to do something new but i think they did a movie about the millionaire who wants to be a millionaire they didn't do a movie about it but they did um slum dog millionaire which was Mm -hmm. the the indian version of the show yeah um and it was about not like not directly tied into it but it was this one person competing on it yeah i don't think it was a real life story though yeah but also i mean the difference with with I mean, Jeopardy is similar to this, right? You you win, you keep coming back, and mm-hmm. you keep winning. Yeah. Who wants to be a millionaire? You're on one run, right? You yeah. don't you don't come back. No. Once you get to the million, you're done. You're done. That's it. Yeah. Congratulations, you won. We're on to our next contestant. Mm-hmm. Um, the Price is Right. It's all about chance, right? Yep. Except for the one time they forgot to fix the Plinko machine and it kept dropping into the thousand. Well, not only that, but like... Or the wheel. There was there was one like fun, like not scandal, but thing that happened when Drew Carey first took over Prices Right. Yeah. Um, where there is a group of people that track prices and they tracked Prices Right prices and figured out stuff and got the showcase at the end exactly to the cent. And they were like, oh shit, did they cheat? They had to look it up. Like, no, he's just... Well, he was a, just part of a group that did this, and then that's where they had to start randomizing yeah. options and things like that. But that one, you also, so. pure chance, you could land on it, right? Like, it's, you might know the rough area, but you mm-hmm. might still land exactly, but then, yeah, how do you... Brew? Yeah, but the thing was, like, what they used to do is, like, okay, this Miata mm-hmm. is always the same Miata. It's always $15,102 or whatever yeah. it is. It's always that. And it wasn't until after that scandal where they're like, okay, well, let's now put in leather seating, which can, brings it up twenty grand or whatever, whatever. So every every time they gave out the way the yeah. same car, it was a different same car. It was a, yeah, yeah. It was this so is that the people couldn't six V engine. Yeah. And... Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, so, and then was that your car whole your car knowledge? Yeah, the six V engine, six V engine, <laughs> all wheel drive. But I really did like this because like I thought it was fun seeing like how many people were involved in this scandal mm-hmm. and then at the end with the with the grand jury not grand jury yeah, it was a whatever it was called it was um, an inquisition the spanish how, inquisition how it was clearly that uh nbc mm-hmm. nbc got to the judges right because they were like commending him on his honesty <laughs> and then they completely just threw um enright under the bus and like he completely admitted to everything, yeah. and he's like, "Nope, this is totally me." It was and then, all me. But <laughs> you know that they went. You need to admit to all this and have us have nothing. And yeah. well, but because Enright actually came back later mm-hmm. in like the eighties. Well, yeah, they, they said that they yeah. both him and Freeman yeah. came back and made a made millions of dollars millions off a different off game of game show. shows. Yeah, yeah. So it's like Jesus. Well, it just shows you like nowadays we we complain about how corporations get away with mm-hmm. goddamn everything, right? And guess it isn't a new thing, right? Because he was trying to get Geritol yeah. and NBC. He wasn't trying to get Dorn and Stemple. He didn't care about them. No, right? he didn't. He didn't want Dorn. He didn't want Dorn there at all. Yeah. So, and that was and that's. It's kind of what I, I. 
the takeaway from this movie was the fact that like once Doran came in and he admits it and everything and yeah you're right they're like well I commend you for telling mm-hmm. and then the one guy's like I'm from a different part of New York yeah you just told the truth <laughs> yeah. you yeah. shouldn't be commended for just coming out and yeah. telling us the truth like, but, but to me that that totally speaks to the the NBC president mm-hmm. who knows the head judge yeah and they golf together saying like Make sure your buddies don't go yeah. too hard on Van Doren. We want to keep him around. <laughs> but then, like, yeah, them them all shitting on Van Doren at the mm-hmm. end and being like, hey, did you know you lost your your contract with NBC? Well, no. And then even, like, with his dad, is like, hey, did you know they're, they're meeting right now to have to you kick him out of Columbia? And his dad's like, oh, no. And, yeah. But then I even, like, how Stemple at the end is there is like, no, I don't want a photo with him. Like, you look, guys are, at, look yeah. at him. Like, but, like, you guys are piling on. Like, that, yeah. that's mean. Which I kind of hoped would mean, like, Semple realized, like, Van Dorn wasn't probably... Well, he wasn't. He was in the same boat he was. He was. But then he also realized, like, oh, shit, I don't want that kind of exposure. Yeah. And that's one of the things I actually didn't like about Stemple's character was the fact that, like, he was, like, even when he was sitting on that jury or, like, mm-hmm. giving the witness, he was like, oh, yeah, I'm getting attention. I'm making jokes. Mm-hmm. This is the best. It's like, no, you're, you're, you're an ass. And, like, Dick Goodwin's just like, stop like you gotta stop i this is why i coached you yeah like, you need to be showing up because yeah that's the the thing about this was the fact that stemple really is not the guy in this movie i'm not sure the real life i didn't look too much dive too much into the history of it but like stemple wasn't the one that really brought it down it was the other contestant mm. who mailed himself the questions yeah. registered mail two days before who appearing. didn't even have a line of dialogue uh no no <laughs> i guess he spoke from on the other side of the door but you don't know if it was that actor yeah. or not and then he's when when he's like when he asked him the when he asked him mm. why told him why he was there he's like mm-hmm. he points at him and then walks to the mail <laughs> gives him mail and doesn't say anything here you go it was like that, that woman contestant who beat van doren yeah like before she answered the question that won mm-hmm. she didn't have a line and i'm like are they just not going to give her a line no <laughs> so Man. It was yeah, it was interesting. But I, I enjoyed this movie. I thought it was well done. I really do like movies about stuff like this. Um, I always find it fascinating when you watch a cop movie that is about them cracking a case of something completely mundane. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, with, with Untouchables, it was tax evasion. Yeah. And this is like... But, you know, because like this stuff has to happen. Yeah. Right? And it's still interesting. It's not shootouts and it's not... So, right? okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump into one... Fun fact early. Go. Because then I want to talk about this. So one of the fun facts is no part of the game show cover-up was against any law and no one went to prison. However, individuals were prosecuted for obstruction of justice and perjury. Uh, The scandal led to huge changes in laws regarding contests. Most quiz shows were canceled and the genre nearly died. One of the few to survive was a bowling show because the sport is difficult to fix on television. And in the 1970s, a new generation of game shows used puzzles and wordplay rather than trivia knowledge. Championship runs were limited, which limited the amount of money a contestant could win. What I find interesting about this is that at no point is anything they did against the law at that time. All they were doing is lying to the public. Like, and that's where you really, and, and that's where we get back to reality, right? That's where we get back to reality TV. Reality TV is literally fake TV. Yeah. But it's not against the law. But the thing is... It's... To depict it. Because basically, 
the way they could have handled this is they could have just come out and been like, you know what? Yeah, okay, we we fixed this. They're all actors. This is how we paid them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And then Charles Van Doren still would have been like, yeah, okay, look, I admit, I am a professor because, goddamn, I have all these yeah. masters and PhDs and mm. all that. Like, But, yeah, I was paid to be an actor. But they paid me because... They needed that somebody would, intelligent. That would have been a good way of getting away with it. And I, that's what my first thought was. Why would you not just come out, you know, if you're um, and Enright I, or Friedman and be like, okay, yes, we will admit this is, but this is how we did it. Hmm. Right? We went to them and said, you know, this is going to be your run, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know. And then just get Van Dorn on board. Yeah. And then... Like, you already had Stemple discredited with the two weeks of psychiatry, because, you know, that's a bad thing. (laughs) Well, he went five days a week. Yeah, but still, it's not a bad thing to go to a psychiatrist. Not anymore, anyway. No, but also... Back then, it was like... But they also had that recording of him Mm -hmm. and threatening and and being... Yeah, so... So, yeah. Okay, shall we... uh, Do you want some other fun facts, or do you want to... Dick Goodwin wrote this book. Hmm? He wrote the book this movie was based on. Who? Dick Goodwood. Oh. I didn't realize that until right now. Yeah? But yeah, let's uh, get your fun facts. Fun facts brought to you by... Geritol. Geritol. It this, doesn't exist anymore. This stuff is basically snake oil. <laughs> it gives your blood energy. It's cocaine. <laughs> cocaine. Brought to you by Martin Scorsese for some reason. <laughs> hey, there's a lot of them in here. Okay, so before filming began... Ralph Fiennes. Fiennes? Rafe. Rafe. No, it's Ralph. It's I don't not care. Ralph. It is spelt Ralph. He doesn't get it. It's the Sean Bond all over again. You mean Sheen Bean? Yep. <laughs> so he wanted to speak with Charles Van Dorn in person to get his accent down for the role. However, no one thought Van Dorn would want to help with the film. Rafe Fiennes. Thank you. And a film staff member drove to the rural Connecticut town where Van Doren lives. They found him sitting in a chair outside his house. Fines pretended to be a lost driver and asked him for directions. <laughs> acting! Act, acting. <laughs> they also did try to get Charles Van Doren to be a consultant. Mm-hmm. But after apparently speaking with his wife and child, he turned them down. Well, I could see why. Like, this is like the biggest black mark in his history, right? Yeah. So... So despite knowing the correct answer, Herb Stemple deliberately answers incorrectly when asked what movie won the Best Picture Academy Award in 1955, which was... Murray. Marty. 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 Your kid's Marty. I don't even know what that movie is. I don't know either. <laughs> However, the incorrect answer he gives is On the, the Waterfront, Waterfront in 1954. That, that I remember. <laughs> um, is a movie in which the main character, a prize fighter, takes a dive by intentionally losing a boxing match that he could have won. I did not know that. Made it more interesting. So uh, if that was an actual thing that happened, then Dan Enright knew that when he told them that. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, the film's story takes place between 1957 and 1959, but Robert Redford, by the way, directed it, yep. uh, decided to merge all the facts as if they happened in 1959 because he didn't want to make a documentary. Since there was already one, already one made in 1992, and one of the film's producers was already a part of that one. Um, and he also took several artistic liberties, as we can all tell. I already talked about uh, no part of it was against the law. Lastly, excuse me, 
Charles Van Doren, 17 other contestants, and one producer eventually pleaded guilty to lying under oath to the New York grand jury. All received suspended sentences. The district's attorney estimated that 100 of the 150 others who testified to the grand jury had perjured themselves. Yeah. And like that was that because <laughs> that was the illegal thing they did. Yeah. 100 out of 150. Two-thirds of you lied to us. Yeah. Well, I also liked when the NBC guy gave that letter to Van Doren, the yeah. president, and was like, we can't really afford to have any kind of scandal right now. It's like, wow, <laughs> times have changed. Those corporations are not, are never not in a scandal nowadays. <laughs> no, especially the news ones, or the, not the news ones, the well, entertainment ones. Even the news ones. Well, the news ones all the well, time. Like Fox News lost its accreditation. Yeah. It's no longer considered a, uh, a, news. a reputable news source. <laughs> <laughs> no. Good old Fox News. But they're slowly being absorbed, and now there's only like three corporations that really own all of it. Pretty much. Okay. Was that it for your fun fact? That's it for my fun fact. Okay. Quiz Show, released September 23rd, 1994. This movie's old. What was our movie last week? How old was that one? I don't know, but it's also old. Um, critics, 96%. They like this They like this show. Mm. And audiences, 87 They also liked it. It's a pretty good movie. I enjoyed it, as I said. I enjoyed it. Um, I... We'll get... No, we we'll, might as well get to it now. So, one of the fun things I like about watching old movies from the, the 90s, 80s, mm-hmm. stuff like that, is seeing people like Rob Morrow, who I only know from the show Numbers. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I was like, that's the guy from Numbers, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. So, but it like obviously he is a main character in a movie with three Oscar nominated, Oscar winning people in it. Four. Four. Who's the fourth? Uh, I'm gonna look it up because it, it was in the fun facts. I just didn't talk about that. So, like, because yeah, John Turturro, Ray Fiennes, and um, Martin Scorsese all have Oscars. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Does Paul Schofield, his dad? Because uh, Hank Azaria doesn't. What? How does Hank Azaria not? <laughs> I love that Hank Azaria's in this too. Yeah, true. When he shows up, uh, but it's, it's always take me a while to it's always fun when you see that in movies. It's like this guy went through his whole career, had a very successful show in TV, but all his co-stars from this movie pretty much went on to do better things. So the film's cast includes four Oscar winners: Mira Sorvino. Oh. I forgot about her. Paul Schofield, yeah. Martin Scorsese, and Barry Levinson. And four Oscar nominees. Rafe Fiennes. Rafe has not won an Oscar. No. Nope. Oh. David Palmer. Palmer. Oh, Palmer. Ethan Hawke. What? Ethan Hawke is in this movie. Where? I, I don't know. And I swear I saw him. And I, then I didn't did realize. You, did you catch William Fickner? I catched William <laughs> Fickner. And Douglas McGrath is the other uh, Oscar Jesus. nominee. Yeah. Ethan Hawke is in this somewhere. And I was like, where the... I was like, is that him? I'm like, no, it looks too young. And then I realized this is 90s and... Yeah, he would have been younger. Yeah, Ethan Hawke's in this movie. I'm going to see if I can find him in the... Yeah, that's what I'm doing now. Because, like, yeah, William Fickner was the stage manager at the very beginning. He walked past the screen twice, had, like, one or two lines. I'm like, (laughs) that's William Fickner. (laughs) Oh, yeah, Ethan Hawke. Don Quixote student. Oh, yeah, that's it. He's (laughs) the one that asked him about... Don Quixote, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, is that Ethan Hawke? I wonder if this was around the same time he did Dead Poets Society then. Well, that's possible. So. But he may have already had the outfit. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, like Calista Flockhart was in this. Yeah, I noticed that too. I'm like, oh, that... <laughs> she she walks in and starts flirting yeah. with Ray Fiennes. I'm like, that's close to Flockhart. Yeah. <laughs> William Fickner. Like, yeah, there's so many like random people that just showed up in this movie. Yeah, like, like Martin it... Scorsese just shows up. Yeah, yeah. But again, that's how I said. Like, it's it's fun watching that stuff and seeing that. Right. Okay, so I'm gonna ask this question because I I was trying to get whether or not. And I, I didn't look it up, and I probably should have looked it up. So when Charles Van Doren loses, yes, does he lose on purpose? Yes, for himself, or does he lose because they tell him he needs no, to? No, he loses on purpose for himself. Is, okay, because that's why they, that's why they're freaking out and being like, yeah. "Give him a bonus question, get him back on there," right? Because that's why just, I was like, yeah. he, he's losing purposely, and you can tell that. And yeah, he one, knows the answer. He knows the answer, and that's the whole thing. But it was like. Because he lost, and you're like, okay, so he lost. So sh- the lady, I think it was Vivian, mm-hmm. um, that he lost to, like, she had no idea that he probably lost on purpose. No. Until later, and when they're like, oh, yeah, everything was. But, because, yeah, I was wondering that, because I'm like, did they just get the guy from the, the Today Show or whatever to be like, go get him and get out there and offer yes. him a job on screen? That's exactly what they did. Like, I wanted they could... to see that. Then they could trap him mm-hmm. into a contract. That's why, that's why Dick was like, "Don't do it. No, nope. don't do it." Because he knew exactly what they were doing. Yeah, they were trapping him. Right. We'll get you on screen. What's a bigger classroom? Like, yeah. Yeah. So. But yeah, it was interesting because he's like, "Oh yeah, like I know the." Uh. But how many times did they say, "Can I take the third part last?" Yeah, that must have been a thing for the show. Mm. Right. Well, it must have been like, can I take the first part last and I'll answer you. Yeah. Like, that must have been like, the the, the rules were probably you had to answer them in order of the questions. Mm-hmm. But like, if you wanted to answer them in different order, you could probably rearrange the, the them The rules once. just seemed weird. Because it was like, hey, you can ask a question or you can choose the value of the mm-hmm. question. And I guess it makes it harder. Yeah. But you could literally be like. 21 points. Oh, no, you could do 1 to 11. Oh, was it 1 to 11? Okay. So you could be like, I want 11. I want 10. Yeah. All right. Show's over. Show's over. Congratulations. You answered this. And <laughs> What do we do? Geritol. <laughs> Bring out the Geritol dancers. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay. Shall we talk about Robert? Robert Redford? Mm-hmm. What is Robert Redford known for? You... Probably won't get him. Probably not going to get these. <laughs> um, is he known for the castle? He is not known for the castle. Is what, it the castle? What's the castle? <sighs> Doesn't matter. Him and James Gandolfini. I think I'm thinking of a different movie. I think you're thinking of a different movie. But it is Robert Redford. Um, the Natural, uh, where nope. he played the old baseball star. Um, Ordinary People. I don't know what that is. Well, he directed that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Mm-hmm. And uh, All the President's Men, a movie I actually would like to do one of these days. The Last Castle is what I was thinking of. Yeah. Um, are we not going to talk about the fact that he was in Captain America? Yes, he was. He was, he was great. Also, he was also re- we've also recasted him before. Yeah. Sneakers. Oh, right. That was a long time ago. Yes, it was. Oh, Robert. Oh, Robert. Oh, Robert. You so directed this one. He's directed ten movies, actually. Yeah. yeah. This was his fourth. Ordinary People was his first. Then the Malargo-Banfield War, A River Runs Through It, a mm-hmm. movie I actually love. 
Which he was also the narrator in. That quiz show, Horse Whisperer, The Legend of Beggar Vance, Lions for Lambs, The Conspirator, The Company You Keep, and a documentary segment in Cathedrals of Culture. Hmm. Yeah. So, Mr. Robert Redford. Mr. Robert Redford. Still alive, right? Yeah. Still alive. God, I, I was just looking at that. I was like... I'm like, I'm like, wait, because he looked old in uh, Avengers. Yeah, Avengers, yeah. yeah. That was 2019. Yeah. So. Last thing he acted in was in 2020, according to this, but I don't know if he's in any pre-productions, but mm. I don't see anything. Okay. But he's also old, so he probably doesn't need to anymore. Well, 36, and he's had a story career, right? Yeah. So. Okay. <sighs> Who shall we start with? Do you want to start with uh, Mark? Old Man Mark. Old Man Mark. Old Man Mark Van Dorn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Played by Paul Schofield. You gonna try? You gonna try? No, not even going to try. <laughs> he is known for this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is also known for The Crucible, Daniel Day-Lewis. Oh, I've seen that one. Uh, King Lear, where he played King Lear in 1970. Mm-hmm. And A Man for All Seasons. I don't even know what that know. is. What about Winter? No, not, that, well, not that season. Can, I, can we put him in on... The There's time. a bunch of pictures of here from what looks like him dressed up as a Nazi <laughs> in a movie called The Train. Okay. Um, at, least, at least it wasn't just, oh, we got his autobiographical. Definitely a Nazi. He has the eagle and the swastika on his uh, head. Yeah. So, yeah. He was born in 1922 mm-hmm. and died in 2008 at the old age of 86. Yeah, he lived a good life. Yeah. We think. We Maybe. He died pretty close to where he was born. Hmm. He was born in Birmingham. He died in Sussex. Ah, I've been to Birmingham. I've been to Sussex. I don't know if I've been to Sussex. <laughs> I drove through Sussex. I don't know how I ever st- I don't think we're stopped. The most of the time we spent in England was in Oxford. Uh. So we liked it too much to... We thought about going to London, but we were like, I don't want to drive to London just to, for a day. I've been to London too many times. So I haven't been to London. I've seen a couple plays in London, too. Yeah. Okay, so... Shall you start or shall I? Um, three. Yeah, you go first. <laughs> okay, so um, I picked a person who I know can play intelligent because we've mm-hmm. seen him play a doctor in multiple Marvel movies. Cool. And I went with Stalin Star- Skarsgård. Skarsgård. <laughs> Good old Skarsgård. Yeah. It's been he, a while since we've had a Skarsgård. Yeah, he he. He, whenever you see him, unless he's playing like a Viking or something, which he mm-hmm. has occasionally, he's always very, very intelligent sounding. Um, Except for Thor, the Dark World, but we really don't talk about yeah, that. But even one. In that, he was. He yeah, was but just, he went crazy. He was just nuts. Um, but like, <clears throat> obviously, I'm sorry. One of my favorite parts of his was in Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, where he was mm-hmm. ultimately the murderer, but still very charming and very, mm-hmm. very intelligent and all that stuff. But uh, yeah, Stone Skarsgård. Skarsgård. Fun to say his name. Skazgad. So, who did you have? Um, uh, so, I went for the older gentleman, white hair. Well, um, Stone's pretty old. No, I know. <laughs> um, I went with Victor Garber. Ah. Because I think he plays intelligence really well. He always plays intelligence. Yes. That man is, like, always playing PhDs or, mm. you know, doctors of some kind. No, he just has that presence Architects. of something that, like, yeah. Like, somebody that would be a professor of literature. Mm-hmm. Right, and you can kind of see him doing that like, whole. You just dress in tweed on a regular occasion, yes. don't you? <laughs> yeah, 
You got your first TV at 80. <laughs> I got my first when I was six. <laughs> it was a little tiny TV. There was never black not and white. a TV in my house. <laughs> no. no. I now have like five TVs so in my room. So we're both old enough to probably have grown up without computers, right? Yep. I don't know. We didn't have a desktop till I was seven yeah, or eight. I remember buying our first computer. I remember it being at home and then learning to play on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Victor Garber. Victor Garber is great. I haven't seen him in a lot of things lately, but he's always he's in a lot of stuff. Victor Garber? Yeah. Oh yeah. Tons of stuff. So Okay. Jack Barry? Jack Barry. Shooter McGavin? <laughs> if he's not known for Shooter McGavin, I'm gonna throw something at you. Christopher McDonald, the uh, bad guy from a lot of early nineties films. <laughs> Any um, pieces of shit like you for breakfast. Is, is known for Shooter McGavin. What's the movie? Happy Gilmore. Yes. Yeah. He's also known for this movie. Perfect Storm? Uh, no. Was it Perfect Storm? Wasn't he... I don't know what Perfect Storm is. Was, um... Oh, the Clooney, Mark Clooney, Wahlberg yeah. movie? Yeah, I never saw it. I think he was, um, the weatherman in that, mm-hmm. but it wasn't a big part, so... Uh, apparently he's in Secret Invasion. Coming oh, Coming out in 2023. Okay. Uh, no, he is known for Thelma and Louise, Quiz Show... Happy Gilmore, I almost said Shooter McGavin, and <laughs> Harry's Law, which looks like a TV show with uh, Kathy Bates in it yeah, that I've yeah. never heard of. So, but yeah, like this guy is known for being that like dick, dick villain. Like he, he was the douche in a lot of things. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so one of the greatest lines is, "I eat <laughs> pieces of shit like, like you for breakfast." You eat shit for breakfast? <laughs> Wait, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, but he is, he was also in the villain, the villain in, um, superhero movie, that parody of superhero yes. movies, which had, was way better than it had any right being, um, except he for was... the part on the X-Men campus that was dumb. Hmm. Uh, but yeah. He was in, uh, an episode of Numbers, speaking of Numbers. <laughs> was he? Yeah. Oh, he was in Fanboys too. Yes, he was. House Bunny, yeah, like so, this guy is in a bunch of... yeah. And he always plays small roles like this. You know, he, he works. Right? He's a working actor. He's... He... No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't kin him quite... Eh, no, it's screw it. I will. I'll kin him to Bruce Campbell. He's a B-actor movie oh, actor yeah. that just shows up in movies. But he's... He's a character actor. But he does yeah. what you want in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, he played great as Shooter McGavin. I would say he's... Don't find this insulting. I would say he's on a higher level than I would, Campbell, too. Just because Campbell does is like a lead in B movies where this guy is like not a lead, but he's like a but, part of an A movie. But I feel like, yeah. Where Bruce, you don't get Bruce Campbell in A movies a lot. No. And Bruce Campbell Unless knows he's going to be. A Sam Raimi yeah. film. But Bruce Campbell knows he's, that's his, yeah. his stick is the B movie mm-hmm. style, right? Whereas, yeah, I feel like uh, Christopher McDowell, Mick. McDonald. What, McDonald is. Like the restaurant. Yeah. He's not a B, like he doesn't carry a B movie. He's in an A movie, but he's not mm-hmm. usually a lead. No. Like in this, he's just the announced. He's yeah. just the guy. He barely has lines outside of the quiz show mm-hmm. part of it, right? So. So I guess I'm up. Yes, you're up. So Jack Barry, the host of the quiz show. Mm-hmm. The host with the um, most. I clearly did not go to the same because I looked up the host and he's, you know. Not not a good looking guy, and I was like, "This is a modern movie, modern ish movie." So I needed a better looking guy on TV, so I went with Chris Pine. <laughs> Jesus, because <laughs> I think he can do 
the charisma like the captain captain kirk charisma on this show right and kind of have that relationship to his audience and to jarital what? Nobody in my cast is as high is as high count like a high um, celebrity level as Chris Pine, and you have him as the show host. That's a small part. <laughs> you don't need him for a big yeah. right. This would be a perfect cameo part. I I had several people. I had Robert Downey Jr. at one point. I'm like, that's not gonna work because he's a little too old. Um, I had a lot of people in okay, this. Okay, okay. But it's the charisma of the bard. I know. I, uh, <laughs> Jesus. When that movie finally comes out. He has a plus four to charisma. Yeah. Who was your Jack Barry? Um, I obviously went way more Loki, but someone who has a bubbly personality, at least the one time I've seen him on, well, the one show I've seen him in. Mm-hmm. I picked uh, Tony Dalton, who was um, um, Kate Bishop's stepdad. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> the guy with the, the, the fencing. Su- yeah. Um, who's an actual hero or villain? Yeah, Swordmaster is a kind yeah. of a hero villainy type person, but yeah. But no, I he was, you know, he's at the mm-hmm. right age. He has the right kind of like swagger. joie de vivre <laughs> <laughs> swagger about him. Like, he was so like full of life uh-huh. on that show. Yeah. And, you know, I think yeah, I, I, I would that. watch a game show with him as the host. Mm-hmm. So I almost picked like actual game show hosts or like hosts of some kind. Like, um, but there's here's the thing. There's not that many other than like Pat Sajak. Yeah, well, They're still like super. Drew Carey. Yeah, but I mean, when you but think I, of I the price is right, who do you think of? Drew Carey. Oh, Bob Barker. No, I'm just thinking. Um, but like I'm, I was thinking more like show host. Like I almost picked. Um, um, what's his name? Shit. The chubby British guy. James. Yeah, Corden. Corden? Yeah. yeah. I almost picked him. I'm like, I almost picked him too. I'm, like, hey, I'm like, I don't really want British. Because, mm. like, he does an American accent, but it's not great. And, like, I know it's a small role, but I thought this was a little bit better. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Next, Albert Freeman. Hank Azaria? Played by Hank Azaria. The Simpsons. <laughs> The Simpsons movie. <laughs> and a variety of other things. Okay, he is known Godzilla. For the, he is known for The Simpsons. He is not known for anything else you've said. He's not known for Godzilla? No. Oh. He is known for two other movies and a show called Free Agents, which I don't know no. about, so I figured you wouldn't either. But it's him and Catherine Hahn. He'd <laughs> probably be funny. Um, but he's known for two movies. One is an, a, an unbelievably hilarious comedy. Uh, with Rob Williams, and the other one is a fine movie, Birdcage. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I was uh, trying to think of the one with Rob Williams. Yeah. I'm like, I'm pretty the sure other one's a fine movie about seven shitty superheroes. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know that movie? What? Mystery Men. No, it's not shitty. Get out of here. I said it's a fine movie about shitty superheroes. <laughs> oh, I thought I thought it was going Justice League. I'm like. <laughs> You know, that's a shitty movie with superhero. Anyways. Yeah. Mystery Men was great. Mystery Men was not great. It was great. <laughs> but yes, he is the Simpsons. He is the Simpsons. He's all of them combined into one. Well, like, can you name all of his Simpsons characters? No. No. He does too many of them. Him and... Um... Nancy Cartwright doesn't do as many, but no. Hank Azaria does. Like Hank, Hank, Hank Azaria and Dan Castellaneta pretty yeah. much do the majority. He stopped of the doing cast. a poo, didn't he? He did because of the 
controversy around it, but to be honest, I have not watched new episodes of Simpsons in... I don't have TV. I don't have cable, so... Mm. But it's they're on Disney. No, I know, but like not... Not the new... Well, yeah. I don't know. Anyway. All right. It's my go. Yep. Um, I picked a guy who I knew could be a little bit sleazy mm. and, you know, would, would be fine in this kind of era and outfits and stuff, so I picked Simon Helberg. Um, mm, yep. Wallowitz. Wallowitz. Right, we'll, so we'll come back to this later, too. <laughs> Will we? <laughs> Not Wallowitz, but we'll come back to this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, because like, this character was like the assistant producer yeah. or whatever it was. Like, So he was a little, he was schemy and sleazy and it was like, you know, why not? He liked to do the one gesture a lot. Which, oh yeah, that <laughs> one. Yeah. yeah, go watch the movie. You'll find out which <laughs> one I'm talking about. But uh, yeah. Yeah. Who, uh, who did you have? So when I looked this guy up, he looks more like he was a bodyguard type looking person instead of like a, a small. Anyways, whatever. I went with Josh Dumel. Dumel? Dumel? Dumel. Dumel. Because he kind of looks like the guy. From Transformers? Yes. It's not in a lot of things. No. I can't wait to play his new video game though. Yeah. The Callisto Protocol. Ooh. It's like a spiritual successor to Dead Space. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, he was, um, as I said, I kind of tried to keep some people looking somewhat like their their actual counterparts. Although, I'm going to be honest, a lot of these guys are a lot uglier than <laughs> the people they put on camera. Well, no shit. <laughs> so, anyways, that, but, that tends to be the case. <laughs> but this is like a smaller role where I feel like he, he can play more of the dick, which is what Hank Azaria did. Right, yeah. he's kind of more of that asshole where he just like walks in and is like he doesn't even want the answers. What's the point? So yeah, yeah. Josh, Josh Dumel. Sounds good. Okay, next is our Dan Enright, a guy who I know. David Paymer. Like I know him. Oh, you one hundred percent know him. But I can't think of any of his movies. That's fine. Um, State in Maine. Nope. Get Shorty. The Possibly. American President. Mm. And in good company. Mm. I totally phoned in that Dennis Quaid movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never for forget that line. It was such a good line in a yeah. crappy movie. <laughs> um, he's been in 177 different things. You have definitely seen him. In yeah, something. I'm trying to think of. I'm, I'm looking him up now because it's like I kind of want to know what I know. <clears throat> he was in Brooklyn Nine Nine at one point. Yeah. Um. Yeah, like he shows up in a lot of stuff. He shows up in a lot of TV shows. Yeah, he's a character actor. No. No. But he's great. Very much so. Who did you have? Is it me? For Dan Enright. All right, well, speaking of Big Bang Theory. Good old Big Bang Theory. I went with somebody else from that show. Jim Parsons. No, he's too old. Uh, Galecki. Yeah. I went with Johnny Galecki. Um... Because, yeah, I feel like if you put those glasses on him and kind of push back his hair, mm -hmm. he would totally look like this guy. 100%. Um, and I think he, because, you know, you get him from the Big Bang Theory where he always had to deal with Sheldon. Like, mm -hmm. this is the kind of personality this guy's dealing with, yeah, right? Like Super he's intelligent. Gotta, super heads. intelligent, but he's got to deal with, yeah. with the heads being like, no, get this guy off the show tonight and all this. And, like, yeah, the phone's ringing and he's just like, ah. Oh. Okay, go do this. I gotta do this. Yeah. Oops, sorry, I hit my mic. But yeah, Johnny Galecki. Nice. 
No, I've seen him in some stuff. It's true. Other than the Connors. Mm-hmm. I don't watch that. I don't watch it either, but... Okay. My go? Yeah. Um, I, to be honest, I don't know why I picked him. He's not really that kind of sleazy character actor or anything like that, but I think he would... It'd be fun to watch him in this, and he was of the right hold on, hold on. age range. We should probably back up for one second. We keep using the word sleazy. These guys weren't sleazy. Yes, they were. These guys were super intelligent and knew what was going to make the money. They're sleazy. They were defrauding the American public were they? to make money. But they were giving the American public what they wanted to see. That doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> I just... It, it's one of those things where it's like, it's this sleazy movie, because this, of what they ended up doing. This movie definitely depicted them as sleazy. Yeah, but I f- still feel like these guys were intelligent. Yes. Knew what they were doing. 100%. But knew, like, again, they weren't breaking any law. Just it's because hard. the law didn't exist, because no one had done it before, doesn't mean it was a good thing. Doesn't mean it was a good thing. It just means you were intelligent enough murder, to murder get away. Murder wasn't illegal until somebody started murdering somebody, and they're like, hey, this should be a law. <laughs> yeah, but it's also still not technically illegal in cer- certain circumstances. So, <laughs> you're kind of fine-lining it there. Anyways, who'd you have? Um, I picked Tobey Maguire. Oh. Yeah. How is that not a high? It's Tobey Maguire. Come on. He's Tobey Maguire. <laughs> like... He's such a he's such a good actor. Like it's more for his character from Gatsby. Mm. Um where he's he great. Not, yeah. Um not no. He wasn't Gatsby. He was no. um the DiCaprio. <sighs> he was the hanger no, on. Yeah. He's the guy that actually was the story was about. Yeah. F. Scott Fitzgerald. Yes. Sure. Yes, that was the writer. That was the writer. <laughs> I like Family Guy's version of that. Like, this is a bad book. Yeah. It's not a great book. <laughs> Really, I like I like Tobey Maguire's portrayal in Tropic Thunder. I don't remember him in Tropic he, Thunder. He was one of the trailers for the Robert Downey Jr. movie. Oh, right, right, right. Where they were priests. Him. Yes, <laughs> I remember. So Tobey Maguire for some reason. Yeah. Well, why not? Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, Tobey Maguire. He's mm-hmm. a good enough actor, and he doesn't really. He normally is like the nice, nice guy. So it'd be fun to yeah. see him as this kind of quote-unquote villainous character that he is supposed to be. So. Oh, yeah. And like him showing up in Spider Man was great. Yeah, yeah. And he had some good moments in there. But even in that, like him <laughs> acting alongside Tom Holland and even Andrew Garfield, it was yeah. a little stilted. It like, was he's not he's not the same caliber of actor that those two are. No, but I also I think that was the way they were trying to portray his Peter was mm-hmm. like his Peter's been doing this a lot longer than well, those they even two. call they even call him that. They call him like Old, older Peter. Like no, but uh, what was it like uh, what was it called? His clothes, something. Yeah, he was one of those like the world's coolest like student like counselor or something oh, like yeah. that. Like, <laughs> wait, you have organic shooters? <laughs> hey, what is that? Web fluid? What? What do you need that for? <laughs> so we can shoot. Ah! Has it just come out of you? <laughs> I don't want to watch that movie. <laughs> I might watch it again later. <laughs> anyway, way to go. Bring it up. Okay, okay. next. Rob Morrow. What is Rob Morrow known for? You'll get one of them because we've already talked about it. Numbers. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I was trying to figure out who you were talking about. I'm like, who's Rob Morrow on? And I was like, oh, wait, that's Dick Goodwin. The main person. (laughs) Numbers. Numbers. He is also known for a great great uh, sitcom, I guess, from the 90s, Northern Exposure. 
Um, no, no, no. It was about a small town in Alaska, and it was just like the he was a, he was like the doctor mm. of the town. It was it was always a, quite a funny show. It was really well written and stuff like that. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, and then this movie and something called Maze with him and other people I don't recognize. <laughs> Sorry, I'm like I was trying to recognize the faces, but I don't recognize the like, faces. Oh, Laura Linney. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah. I think, yeah, numbers for me would probably be the most notable thing that I'll oh, remember. He's, he's also currently on Billions. So he just carried the numbers thing forward <laughs> throughout his whole career. I was on Numbers, and now I'm on Billions. I did a movie called Quiz Show where I liked, really liked Numbers. Now I'm going to do Numbers the Show. I showed up on Hawaii Five-0. <laughs> Yeah, he does a lot of. Well, he's been on a lot of shows, so. Um, were all the Hawaii Five O episodes in Hawaiian? I think because so. the two episodes he was on are definitely not English. <laughs> oh yeah, I think they're all. Well, most of them are named after. Them. He was on Entourage for a while. Who was he? After Numbers. Okay. Uh, is it my go or your go? It is your go. It is my go. Okay, so I know I went a little bit younger, but they always kept they kept making fun of this guy for being like the yeah. young lawyer, right? And he was like postponing Wall Street and all that stuff, right? Yeah. Um, but uh, I also wanted a person who could do a little bit better of a Boston accent than Rob Morrow did. Yeah. Um, so I picked an actor who's actually from the Massachusetts area and with Joe Keery from oh. Stranger Things. Good choice. Um, he's a good five to six years younger than... Rob Morrow was when he played the part, but yeah. um, so old enough to have gone through school and all that stuff. But, oh, that would have been bad. Keep going. It's <laughs> fine. We're all good. Um, but yeah, like, and he's a very, very talented actor. Mm-hmm. Um, Stranger Things is such a good show, and they're always they're all so good on it. So yeah, yeah. that was it. Other than, you know, well, this character is just like you know the goody two shoes lawyer. It's right? it's so. weird. Yeah, and by the way, did we ever talk about how we're making changes? No, nope. I figured, uh, I well, I thought about that around, around Simon Helberg, <laughs> and I'm like, huh, we probably aren't going to be making that many changes. No, it's but a, again, a file picky type film. There were there was two or three changes that I was going to make. One was I kind of want to see a bit more of Jack Barry's input, mm. um, just from that side of it. But yeah, like Goodwin and Van Doren and even Stemple are like the three main characters yeah, for, for me. Yeah. This is it, so... And I think they did a really good job of, like, um, making it seem like none of them were the main character. Yeah. Um, and it was kind of more of the, the three main men. That's what this movie's about. Uh, I thought they did a really good job. I thought Robert did a good job yeah. doing that. So, yeah. Do you want my good win? I do want your good Actually, you know what? No, I don't. Let's move on. Okay. <laughs> yes. So, I Jennifer f- Goodwin. <laughs> Jennifer Goodwin. Ooh. <laughs> Um, so I, I went with you. I went a little younger. It's actually not that super young, though. I went with Austin Butler. Most I know that name. Notably, recently, as Mr. Elvis Presley. That's why I know that name. In Baz Luhrmann's Elvis. Elvis. Did you see that? Um, I haven't yet. I have it. I need to watch it. Right, but my mom's see seen it, and my sister's seen it, and they all love it. But I've heard he's really good in it. I know people were super worried about it, because obviously... Yeah. Elvis They're, stole a lot of his music. Yeah. Um, well, and, they, and uh, I mean, and, and people were worried that they weren't going to touch on that in the movie, and they apparently yeah. they do. So. Well, and they even talk about, um, from what I've seen, like people are like, 
sometimes you're like, yeah, he doesn't quite look like him. And then there's other times in the movie where you're like, he looks exactly like Elvis. Well, for me, like my, my aunt mm-hmm. who will never listen to the show. I don't even know if she knows how to turn a computer on. Um, hi aunt. <laughs> hi aunt Wendy. Um, she was born on the same day as Elvis. Yeah. Not the same year, but mm, the day. So she's always loved him for that reason. At least that's the reason she gives. So, um, whenever we would go spend time with them, we'd listen to Elvis music and everything mm. like that. So for me, it was just in the trailers, like him getting the voice right. Yeah. Like it was surprising to me how well he would, he got, yeah. how Elvis spoke. Yeah. Cause he had that very, very that specific um, voice. voice, right? Yeah. So yeah. it'd be yeah. like somebody trying to play Christopher Walken. You're, you're talking to my mom who went oh, yeah, your mom's to, to Graceland yeah. 13 times. Yeah. Because they lived in Nashville, and anyone that visited, they went to Graceland. Funny enough, I never went. Um, <laughs> Didn't go to the jungle she, room? She lived. No. Apparently, Graceland's not that big. No. Like, everyone always thinks it's, it's a like a, a mansion, but yeah. it's like a house. It's yeah. not that big. But no, yeah, anyway. If you, you want to go somewhere fun, you go to Dolly World. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. I'm with you there. <laughs> hey, Dolly is a... Uh, Dolly is a national, national hero. Yes. <laughs> She's trying to save the world, okay? Yeah. We do not make fun of her here. I didn't make fun of her. No. <laughs> Anyways, Austin Butler is my Dick Goodwin. Right. Because, like yeah, he's a younger looking guy. So, Herbie. Herb. Herb. Herb Stemple. Mm-hmm. IMDb has him down as Herbie, but I was like, I don't think at any point did anyone call him Herbie. No. So... This might be a little difficult, too. Also, by the way, Herb Stemple is, like, apparently the last living person from this actual event. Yeah. Everyone else has passed away since then. Okay. <laughs> what is... Uh, so, what is John Turturro known for? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be difficult. Because <laughs> he's been in so many movies. <laughs> Is he known for any of the Adam Sandler movies? No. Why is John Turturro in any of those Adam yeah, Sandler movies? Yeah, I think he's in um, Mr. Deeds. Mm. I like feet. Uh, no, he is. Uh, he is not known for. I for no. I, I'm not even gonna. We're gonna. God, I forgot he was in the Batman last year. Yeah, he was. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna get any of those top ones, so I'm not even gonna so, try. So Barton Fink, mm-hmm. he's known for, and he's known for Fading Gigolo. Um, oh, Brother, Where Art Thou? Which probably I would have guessed. I would but, have gotten uh, there, but it... it yeah. yeah. And The Good Shepherd. At least he's not known for any of the, the Transformers movies that he was in. What? <sighs> I thought... Yeah. Okay. I absolutely love Oh, Brother, Where Art Thou? Um, he also is the Jesus. Yeah. And the Big Lebowski. See, I would have gone Big Lebowski. Yeah. I was thinking that, but I'm like, I don't think he was big enough in that. Yeah. Um, um, my goodness. Martin Fink was the Coen Brothers too, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. You don't mess with the Zohan. How do you not? How do you not know he was with Adam Sandler in a bunch of movies? I forgot about that. <laughs> I remember like, the Zohan movie. The, the Zohan, yeah. Mr. Deeds, he was in Ridiculous Six. I um don't actually like Adam Sandler movies, so I, I haven't seen a lot of them. <laughs> um, yes. Anyway. Yeah, Mr. Deeds, he was in Collateral Damage. He was in a lot. He's yeah, and he's in pretty much almost every. Cohen, uh, Joel, and Ethan Cohen movie. Yeah, like so. Well, he's him and uh, what's her name. Yeah. He uh, is a 
good actor. He is very good actor. Like him and Ray Fiennes are incredibly talented actors. And that's the thing. Like he goes from a lot of like serious movies to like these stupid comedies. Yeah. Because like Barton Frank, and then right after Fink, sorry, Barton Fink, and then right after that he's in Brain Donors. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sure that's not very smart. (laughs) No. It was like the quiz show, the search for something Jimmy. Like searching, like he's in these like weird movies, but he's a great actor. Yes, he is. I enjoy him. Who did you pick to replace this already great actor? (sighs) So I went, I I looked up the actual Herb Stemple because I was like, I'm not going to try to go uh, John because he just, he made this part himself, right? And he had that manicness to him and that like, like he played it so well. Um, So I went with John Francis Daly. Okay. You know, as um lance sweets from yeah. bones because he kind of looks like one one of the writers of all the modern star uh, spider-man movies yeah yeah he's a good writer yeah. um and he does he's a show. funny man yeah yeah but it's kind of that like borderline of he's he's funny but he can be that awkwardness too <laughs> which i think would fit for this character one of my favorite movies one of my favorite comedies from the late 90s uh, or i guess early 2000s was waiting and he was the new guy in yep. that movie. <laughs> and he only had the one like With long speech at the end. Ryan Reynolds and... <laughs> Ryan Reynolds and Justin Long. Yeah. yeah. Which makes you never want to go to a restaurant <laughs> ever again. Yeah. Funny movie, though. Yeah. But yeah, uh, John Francis Daly. Okay. I like it. Who do you have? Um, I went with Manic as well. So I picked the best Lex Luthor we've ever had and got Jesse Eisenberg. I knew you would hate that. <laughs> um, does he get the curly hair or does he get bald head again? No, the curly hair. Um, Jesse, Jesse Eisenberg, he's not a great Lex Luthor. Um, he is he, a good actor. He, he could have been an amazing Lex Luthor. The Lex he plays at the end, that end credit sequence of one of the movies. That they're never going to do. a much better Lex than the one he played in Batman With Superman. John Milan. John Ma- um, Man- Manginello. <sighs> Yes. Guy from Magic Mike. <laughs> yes. Massive D&D fan. Yeah. <laughs> Showed up on Critical Role a bunch. Yes. But, you know, I think I think with, like, the way he can play Manic and, like, most of his other roles. And, like, if you really think about it, this is pretty much his Zuckerberg role from, mm-hmm. um, from Social Network, which was just a phenomenal, phenomenal movie. Um, so, yeah, I think Jesse Eisenberg could just knock this out of the park. Yeah. So... And then it fits also with the religious connotation of uh, what they were talking about with, like, it would always... A Jew and then a Gentile? Yeah. Yeah, so... I'm not trying to be mean. That's no. just... The, well, that's how they yeah. said it in the yeah. movie. Yeah. <laughs> so... And the Gentile always wins more money. Mm-hmm. So... I like how they did that. And he's like, oh, yeah, you know, oh... Yeah. I, I looked I into it, though. And it's, it's true. true. Oh, shit. <laughs> We're going to have to look into this. You know, I love the fact that whatever, like, Rob Morrow did a good job in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, the, the the accent aside, which I thought was bad. Yeah. Um, but, like, he, you know, his, his like, inquisitive look. Yeah. And, like, he did it a couple of times at, like, the birthday party he went to. And it's just like, yeah. oh, this guy actually knows what he's talking about. Yeah. He's just clearly, like, and then, like, the poker game, he's like, I know you're lying. Yeah. Because, yeah, he's a tell, right? Yeah. So, anyway. Yeah. yeah. All right. Mr. Eisenberg. Okay. Mr. Rafe Fines. Mr. Voldemort himself. Voldemort. Is he known for Voldemort? M. He is not. 
No known for Voldemort or M. The f- <laughs> I, I I don't know what to say. How is he not known for like the two biggest franchises? What is he known for? Is he known for the English Patient or something? He is not. No, is he in that one? I don't he, even remember. He is, um, he is uh, known for a very very big um, uh, Steven Spielberg film. Where he played a terrible, terrible person. Ocean's oh, List. Yes. Okay, um, give you he that. He should one. be known for that yeah, one. Yeah, he should be. He he he's known for one of my favorite Wes Anderson films. Uh, Grand Budapest Hotel. Yes. And then two movies that you'll probably have never heard of: The Constant Gardener, where no. he was a spy, and uh, Cor- Corleonanus. Uh, it's which is a Shakespeare play. <laughs> uh, yeah. Which was him and I believe Gerard Butler. Yes. How is he not Butler. known for Voldemort? Like, come <laughs> on, people. He, I mean, he's a great actor and he's very talented, but you got to give him mm, Voldemort. Know. Apparently, I, I can't know. spell him Rafe. It's just Ralph. It's just pronounced Rafe. And the Kingsman. He he was only in the one. Yeah. But how's he not known for M? Or Alfred Pennyworth? Oh, yeah, from the Lego movies. He is a very, very talented actor. Or the Moon King in Kubo. Yeah. God, I loved Kubo. It's a spectacular film. I guess it's my go, isn't it? You're up. I'm up. My phone went into sleep. But I do know who I picked. So, I cheated a little bit. Way to go. I picked this guy first, and then I picked his dad, because I went with Bill Skarsgård. Because I wanted someone who could be super intelligent and attractive enough to not be a pretty mm-hmm. boy, and to but like a guy who clearly went into like academia. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I think Bill Skarsgård has those... He's very attractive. He looks very good. And you would definitely choose him over Jesse Eisenberg as the person to watch on television. But mm-hmm. I didn't want him to be... Like, I think Ray Fiennes, like, played that, oh, I'm just so attractive, a little bit too much in this movie sometimes. Yeah. Um, like, it was like, when he's, like, bragging and going on dates with, like, movie stars and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, uh, But, yeah, Bill Skarsgård is just a phenomenal actor. And I wanted to see him in, like, leading roles and stuff instead of just villains and stuff like that. So Skarsgård. Yeah, and I get to see Skarsgård again. Skarsgård. Yeah. So many Skarsgårds. I, I totally picked Bill first, and then went, you know what? I'm just going to cast his dad as his dad. <laughs> so, because yeah. I always think that's funny, too, when people, when parents yeah. and siblings or, or siblings play siblings or... So I should have done Kurt Russell and uh, Wyatt Russell. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to see Ego and um, American Agent yeah. share a screen together. We're Probably not. <laughs> no. We'll see American Agent show up, but... Because I'm pretty sure Ego's dead. <laughs> Eh. Whether he was an actual celestial is a completely different topic. We won't get into that now. Or the hand of the celestial sticking out of Earth that no one's ever talked about? That's on a different Earth. <laughs> is it? Yeah. Anyway. Okay, my Charles Van Doren. Yes. Speaking of Spider-Man. Oh, Garfield? Garfield. Andrew Garfield. Because <laughs> he hates Mondays. He hates Mondays. <laughs> And he loves lasagna, so he's good. <laughs> no, but because Garfield can play... Oh, 100%. Th- this role, mm-hmm. right? He can play that, you know, bumbling intelligence. Yeah. 
and that this the slightly British Connecticut accent, yeah. right? Like he can just. I felt like he he was one of the first people I actually cast in this because I was just like. It's the same with me and Bill. Like I'm like yeah. yeah, and I was just like he would play this part so well mm-hmm. that he would. It surprises me he's pretty old now. Yeah. Like I thought he was. I thought he was around in his forties, but I think he's in his forties yeah. now. Um, but still, like he looks young enough that he can play this off, and because I looked it up, both Van Dorn and Stemple were about in their thirties when yeah. they were on the show. Yeah. So, well, yeah, they'd have to be because like you have to go Van Dorn went schooling. through schooling to yeah. be a what a master's in uh, astrophysics, uh, master's in and astrophysics then and a PhD else. in literature or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Granted, you could do those at the same time. True, but that is... Well, you know, but the thing is, you have to think about this way, because you went to school and worked. Yeah. He didn't have to do that. (laughs) Not only was it the early 1900s when he was going Mm -hmm. to school, but his father was rich enough that he wouldn't have had to do that. Well, his father was also a professor, so like... Yeah, he would have been able to not have to worry about money and go to school. Which they do talk about at the end, right? He he says that. He's like, I've been... Yeah, he had it easy. I've had it easy. I've had everything, and this was... But Andrew Garfield was my my Charles Van Doren. I like it. Van Doren? Well, that's the quiz show. That's the quiz quiz show. show. It's the quiz show. Brought to you by Geritol. (laughs) Cocaine in a bottle. We do something to your blood. Don't ask. I said don't ask. Don't ask. (laughs) Is this healthy? (laughs) It will help your blood. But is it healthy? Your blood will be happy. <laughs> Why is my blood happy? <laughs> will my body be happy? <laughs> Why does it feel like my blood is going to pump out of my body? <laughs> Shut up and take more Geritol. It'll make you Geritol. feel better. <laughs> oh, jeez. You can't. I can't help but do that. That you know, yeah. Barker. <laughs> Geritol. It's good for you. Yeah. Come get your Geritol. Because <laughs> it totally reminds me of something that you'd find in like Bioshock. Yeah. In the you know. Come to the Circus of Values. <laughs> I hated that thing so much sometimes. It was fun the first couple, but then you'd just be like, ha-ha, come to the Circus of Values. Yeah. You know, that was um, the guy the guy who made the game, oh, shit, Ken something. But yeah, yeah it, was, it was his voice as the, that stupid vending machine. Oh, the but. Circus of Values. Okay. Anyway. <sighs> Quiz show. Yeah. One more, uh, two more left in this month for yeah. the real life events. Um, I'm actually looking forward to next week's because it's about a person instead of about a, a thing. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, they're all about people. It's just. You, you know what I mean. This was about Charles Van Doren. Before that was about the also, Civil this War. Also, this is a a Lynch movie I've never seen before. Ah, yes. Um, so. Oh. Is this. Okay. No, we'll talk about it next week. Okay. But uh, where can they find us? You guys can find us on Twitter, though we probably don't do much Twitter stuff anymore. <laughs> we don't do much of anything other than post episodes, so. Yeah. Um, so, all podcast streaming services, yes. Spotify, iTunes, etc., yeah. etc. Et Keep an eye on Chris's Etsy store at Connect Etsy. Comic Buy. Buy? Guy? The Connect Comic Guy store. Yeah. It will be eventually reopened in the new year. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Well, from all of us here at Recasted. Go watch. The Elephant Man.